Titans Truth Podcast with your host, Akiba. And in this episode, we're going to be getting into the esoteric interpretation of the movie, or rather the book, later turned into the movie, entitled The Never-Ending Story. This podcast is sponsored by Herbal Magic, www.herbalmagic.com. 360-vibe.com www.360-vibe.com where Herbal Magic specializes in high quality herbs for low price. Now, remember, as I was saying, the hero's journey as a process which allows the hero to travel down a predestined road towards the discovery of an integrated sense of identity, encountering various archetypal characters throughout his progression. The completion of his adventure enables him to cast off the veil of innocence and ignorance which had stifled him in the past, propelling him on a path towards enlightenment and experience. Thus, the hero's journey is ultimately an inward voyage, a psychological exploration of his inner self, and a battle against forces far greater than those endowed with physical and brutal strength. So here we have, usually, the majority of movies and religion are fables and allegories or they have metaphorical meaning, they're not meant to be taken from a literal point of view. So anytime you watch a movie, it's not only entertainment, it's also education. We call it edutainment. And that's what this is. You're gonna have to start looking and dissecting and decoding these movies along with these religious stories from a different point of view. You're going to have to look at the esoteric explanation of what these fables or allegories, metaphorical stories are telling you, or you'll miss the message. Now, the word esoteric means something that is hidden. The word exoteric, spelled E-X-O-T-E-R-I-C, means something that is surface or mundane. Now. Yes, but before we get into it, we want to analyze and get into the mind of the individual who actually wrote the book, The Never Ending Story, you know. The original book was written by a guy named Michael Endy. He was a German-born artist and a student of anthroposophy, which is the belief of a possible direct connection with the hidden realities in God through inner spiritual work and eventually merging the inner world with the physical reality. His study of anthroposophy explains the immense amount of esoteric symbolism in the never-ending story. Now, most movies, not only the never-ending story, but most movies are based off of 
a theme called The Hero's Journey. And I personally got introduced to this term through a guy who wrote a book called A Hero with a Thousand Faces. His name was Joseph Campbell. And uh, let's see, we'll go into that a little later. But the movie begins with a boy. Now I'm talking about the never ending story. We're about to get into some esoteric interpretations of this movie. See, we got to start looking at these movies from a deeper point of view and stop taking everything from from a literal standpoint. Because just like the stories in religion, uh, the stories in movies, all of the stories, most of the stories that you hear have a deeper symbolic meaning or interpretation. Now, the never-ending story begins with a boy named Bastion who awakens from a dream and proceeds to tell his materialistic, realistic father about its content. The father represents material and exoteric belief systems. Exoteric meaning outward, like literal belief sense, to take, taking things from a literal point of view, basically a materialistic left brain thinking. So his father criticized Sebastian, get your head out of the clouds. Remember in the first part of the movie, he was like, get your head out of the clouds, plant your feet on the ground, stop using your imagination. Now we know that society calls you crazy if you're using your imagination. If you're thinking about stuff that only you can see in your mind, so here in the movie, in the beginning of the movie, we have his father and we have Sebastian. Now, his father represents left brain. Sebastian represents right brain. We know that through study, the left brain deals with logic, rationale, masculinity, sep- separation, a right brain deals with uh, unity, bringing together love, creativity, imagination, spirituality, intuition. You know, so. Okay. So his father's like, get your head out of the cloud and plant your feet on the ground. Now, Bastion represents imagination and creativity. Right brain. The word Bastion evolved from the French word Bastard, which means to build. He's a builder. Uh, we are all builders. He's representing the metaphorical example of a builder in which we all are because we all are constantly creating and building. Now, remember. Thoughts, our own thoughts, are the raw material in which we build our reality. So, Bastion is an example of how, of us all. Evolved, the word Bastion. All right. And is defined as a protrusion of a fortress to aid the defenders and ward off the attackers. Okay. Uh, throughout the movie... Bastion is symbolic of the conscious mind. The conscious mind 
constantly builds its reality through using the raw material, which is its own thoughts. The observer of phenomenon, at first just in the physical world, but eventually in both the physical reality and the realms of the subconscious mind. So Bastion not only represents the builder, he also represents the conscious mind who builds and the observer of phenomena. At first, in the physical world, but eventually down the line in the movie, you'll see that he's also the observer of the realms of the subconscious mind. In the dialogue between Bastion and his father, we learn here that the mother has died and it greatly affects the Bastion. On his way to school, Bastion is stopped by three bullies who throw him in the garbage dumpster and call him names. This scene right here is very deep because the three bullies who throw him in the trash can represent we can go into a multitude of interpretations but they basically represent the three vices which constantly throughout the conscious mind which are ignorance uncontrollable lust and uncurbed passion now he's being bullied by his own uh, weak thoughts and our own thoughts can kill us they can cause stress to the physical body as well and mental illness so when he's when Sebastian's getting thrown in the dumpster by the three bullies this symbolically represents the death of his conscious mind or his conscious mind is getting beat up thrown around now after fleeing from the bullies in the movie we remember that part Bastion ends up in a bookstore in which the old owner stops him from taking a special book secretly the owner really wants Bastion to take the book. And when he turns his back, Bastion is gone, book in hand. The old store owner is symbolic of the keepers of esoteric wisdom. Because remember, when he went in the bookstore, you could see all of the different books and manuscripts. If you look closely, you can see some hermetic books also in this library. Now, the old store owner, like I said, is symbolic of the keeper of esoteric wisdom. They do not release their hidden wisdom unto the world, but only unto those who seek it or pure of heart and are ready to receive the wisdom. So you can see by how it's being played out in the beginning, the magician is kind of, you know, prompting him to want to seek further truth about his own self. So, 
They didn't. All right. The symbol on this book. Now, remember the never ending story, the actual book and the symbol on this book. The symbol on this book is called the Ouroboros. Now, the single Ouroboros is a snake biting its own tail in the form of a circle. The double Ouroboros represents the infinite balance of the upper and lower natures of a being. Now, Bastion runs the school. And he skips his math class. Now, remember, math is dealing with the left brain, rational, logical. But he skips math class to run up into the school's attic and read a book and read the actual never ending story book. Which is. Metaphorically. his own self so he's skipping math class which is emblematical of throwing aside logical left brain limited teachings for creative right brain unlimited thought reading in the attic is symbolic of the initiate who retreats from the world to learn and progress in his spiritual studies now we've seen this in almost every religious savior or prophet around the world, from Jesus to Buddha to Muhammad to Joseph Campbell. Once Bastion begins reading the book, from this point on in the movie, he switched between the book's narrative and Bastion's real-life narrative. They're going to be switching back and forth. I'm talking in regards of Sebastian and his higher self, or what he... uh, aspires to be which is a trail the boy a trail and you notice they both look alike in this movie too but the only difference is that a trail is confident magical powerful all the things that Sebastian aspires to be he's seeking a greater truth Once Bastion begins reading the book, from this point on in the movie, like I say, we switch back and forth. We're introduced to a world called Fantasia. Fantasia is symbolic of the subconscious mind. It represents imagination, creativity, and the astral planes. Subconscious mind meaning right brain. We first meet a few mythological Characters, these four characters. Remember the four characters? The rock biter, the mad hatter who rides a racing snail. Now the mad hatter. Now remember in the beginning of the, when you see all four of these characters, they tell you where they're from. This is more mythology and, and uh metaphor. Now the mad hatter who's riding on a snail says he's from the west. The direction of the element of water. The troll and the bat are from the south, the direction of the element of fire. And the rock biter is from the north, the direction and the element of earth and evil. The rock giant is a rock biter. Is first mentioned, is the first to mention the antagonist of the movie called the nothing. The nothing devours all creation and leaves nothing behind. It is symbolic for the esoteric concept of the prim- primitive evil. 
Now, we learn that these three characters are heading east to the ivory castle where the empress lives. The apparent ruler and soul of Fantasia. The empress is the apparent ruler and soul of Fantasia. That's, that's what she's symbolic to. Now, the east holds much symbolism, such some of which include the rising sun, God, Jesus, horse, light, creation, hope, and birth. The east is also symbolic of the element of air. We are shown a glimpse of the ivory tower, which is lit up with bright light upon a mountain. It has a river flowing beside it amongst a lush forest and is in the front of the rising sun. On top of the ivory castle are three touching circles forming a triangle. This represents a multitude of symbolisms such as the Holy Trinity, the first three spheres on the tree of life, the three symbolic supports of Freemasonry, the father, the mother, the son. This refers to the form of rosy cross. The Empress is not only a turret card representing fertility, femininity, and the giver and womb of life, but in Fantasia, she is the ultimate ruler of the realm. Now remember, the Empress represents the soul. The soul is the ultimate ruler of the subconscious mind. Fantasia represents the subconscious mind. The Empress represents the soul. The soul is the ultimate soul controller ruler of the subconscious mind. Now, Atreo. We learn that a young hero named Atreo is on his way to begin his quest to save the Empress. Now, remember who Atreo is. Or... I apologize about that. I didn't tell you. A trail represents the observer of astral or subconscious phenomena. And he is on a mission to save his own soul. Now, remember, the Empress represents soul. And now, a trail is on his way to save the Empress. And Fantasia, which is subconscious mind. Now, at first, now at first, separated from Bastion, symbolic of our lap, lack of control over our dreams and the astral world. So, a trail is separated at this point from Sebastian. That's why you got in the movie. There's two. Individual stories, the one of a trail and the one of Sebastian. Now, this whole movie is being played out with opposites. If you notice in the movie, you're seeing a lot of opposites, you know, and they are aspiring to unify the opposites or unify the left brain and the right brain. Now, when the opposites are separated and not unified, they symbolic. They, they represent the symbolic, uh, the symbol of our lack of control over our dreams and astral. 
But ultimately, we are both a trail and bastion when we understand and gain control. The quest a trail embarks on is emblematical of our search for inner wisdom and ultimate union with our true self. We must do this by ourselves without any weapons or armor. A trail is given a double or boar's necklace to guide him on his journey. The same symbol on the cover of the book. It should also be pointed out that only one who is innocent, pure, courageous, and like a child, as Jesus says, also can be successful and merge with their true self. A trail rides his white horse off through many different landscapes, symbolic of the endless realms of dreams and imagination. At this point, we are introduced to another antagonist, this time a physical being, the evil wolf. The evil wolf is out to kill Bastion, symbolic of our own fears and limitations. A trail after unsuccessfully searching the landscapes for the cure dismounts and walks with his white horse through the swamp of sadness. Remember that part when uh, um, his horse was, was sinking in the uh, swamp? The white horse eventually sinks into the swamp and dies, leaving a trail by himself. He stumbles upon a large mound in the middle of the swamp of sadness. But before I go further, though, it's through the, that that's symbolic re- representing uh, self-doubt and depression, not knowing your worth. You start to sink deeper and deeper into a murky, unfavorable state of mind. Now, at this point, after the horse dies and everything, he starts to go into a deep depression. He stumbles upon a large mound in the middle of the swamp of sadness and meets the ancient one who holds the knowledge of the cure. A large turtle emerges and the heel was the heel was his shell. The turtle is allergic to the boy and keeps saying, I don't care about anything. Now, this turtle is extremely negative, man. <laughs> he, everything a trail was saying, he was batting down. He was like, nah, we're not going to. He said, what's the point of trying? I don't care about anything. Now, this is what the turtle was saying. This illusion is to the parts of our mind or others who are lazy, pessimistic, and weak or to the branch of philosophic thought which believes life is meaningless. That's what this whole scene represented. And that's what the turtle represented. Doubt. Depression. After telling a trail, the Southern Oracle knows the cure. He then states, she is 10,000 miles away. Now, remember this number. Disheartening the boy, the ancient one submerges and a trail continues through the swamp of sadness, draining his energy. Now, a trail at this point is depressed. He doesn't know his worth. He's seeking deep. He's sinking deeper and deeper into the abyss of his own sadness and his own depressed thoughts which are getting worse and worse one depressed thought begets two remember that one positive thought begets three now the swamp 
represents depression, sadness, and the pearl of basking in these thoughts, which can literally stop your progression in life and possibly lead to suicide or death. Just as the boy is almost fully submerged, the evil wolf dashes and leaps at him. But instantly the clouds clear of sunlight and Falcor. Remember Falcor, the luck dragon? The luck dragon swoops down and saves a trail. Falcor is silly, intelligent, hopeful, and courageous, morally good, and represents both our higher selves and the fool tarot card. If if any of you are familiar with the tarot, you'll be familiar with the fool, which represents the number zero. We're not going to go too deep into that right now, but the, this scene is symbolic of just when we think we have it. We, just when we think we hit rock bottom and there's no hope. Our higher self, which Falcor represents, or our inner light emerges and saves us. I believe this scene is emblematical of the death and ascension of the soul. For a trail wakes up clean, healed, and cuddled next to Falcor in outer space. Remember that part? And like a child in his father's arms, lower self and higher self's arms, also... Also, Falcor states that he brought, remember they was talking, he was having a conversation with his own higher self, which represents Falcor. Falcor states that he has brought a trail 9,891 of the 10,000 miles needed for his quest. Now, remember when the turtle was like, uh, it's 10,000 miles away. For the cure. Now, Falcor brought him 9,891 miles, which adds up. If you add 9 plus 8 plus 9 plus 1, you get 27. 2 plus 7 is 9. The number of the moon or the number of the subconscious and creation completed. The reason Falcor or the higher self did not bring a trail all the way to the Southern Oracle was because a trail has to complete the journey by himself and pass the test without help. Here we meet two gnomes. <laughs> These are my favorite characters. Remember, who live in a cave, a man, a man and his wife named Ingi Wook and Ergo. These names are close to energy working in Ariel, angel of element of earth. Ingi Wook is drawing a picture of the, remember he met, I'm just bringing, he met Ingi Wook and his wife in a cave. Now, when he met Ingi Wook, Ingi Wook was drawing a picture of the cherub, who is the first gate of Tess, or the first gate or Tess that a trail has to go through. These names, Ingi Wook. Ingi Wook represents the alchemist. Because remember, in the cave, you see all the flask, potions, books, and alchemical experiments that he was working on. Now, Ergo, his wife, is symbolic of reality and objectivity, physical reality. Both gnomes together represent the alchemical marriage of body and soul, man and divine. 
male and female, subject and object. The gnomes are extremely excited to see a trail and instruct him on how to get to the southern oracle, who resides in a valley after passing through two gates or tests successfully. The first test is walking through a narrow corridor in between two golden cherubs. One needs self-confidence and courage. Otherwise, the cherubs open their eyes and shoot light at the stranger, killing him. The cherubs can see directly through to one's heart. And we are shown in this scene a knight in shiny armor who is killed trying to pass through. And that was symbolic to even... That was symbolic to even strong physical armor cannot save you if you have a weak heart or a fearful nature. The two curbs in the narrow corridor is the picture on the moon turret card, which is the passageway from physical life to the higher realms. The two curbs have two large wings each in the shape of a crescent moon and are also statues on the Ark of the Covenant in the Bible. The second test a, a trail must pass is the magic mirror, which reflects the true self and can be very frightful to people who deny parts of their past and the sins that they have committed. Esoterically, the magic mirror is known as the dweller on the threshold, who is the worst aspects of our own personalities in demon form. To accept and understand this part of ourselves and merge with it is the only way we can pass through, creating unity from duality, which is ultimately our purpose in life. Is divine integration of the opposites, left brain, right brain unification. A trail runs into a valley and stops before the two curbs. Ingi becomes frightful and doubts him, but Falcor says he knows the boy would do it and is always optimistic about him because remember, Falcor represents a trail's higher self. Atrell begins to fear and doubt himself after seeing the skeleton of the dead knight in shining armor who walked through and got blasted by the curb. Now, when it was Atrell's turn to walk through, the curbs began to open their eyes and sense that Atrell was fearful. But Atrell finally gains his own inner strength to run through just missing the bolts from the curbs. Now treading through a snowstorm, a trail encounters the magic mirror. After looking deep inside, his reflection becomes transparent and he sees Sebastian looking right back at him. Now, the, Sebastian is reading a book about a trail, a trail's journey. And at this point in the movie, Conscious mind, or the conscious observer, which is Sebastian, begins to merge with a trail, or the subconscious mind. A trail represents the, the, the conscious observer of subconscious and astral realms. Now, he also represents subconscious mind. 
and Sebastian represents the conscious mind. Together they merge, becoming one, the superconscious mind. A trail enters, a trail walks through the mirror, symbolically merging with Bastion, or in esoteric terms, the consciousness of the physical self is merged with the consciousness of the subconscious realms. A trail enters into a narrow passageway with two curves like before, except now they are blue and the sun is shining in the far background and he finds out the curves are the Southern Oracle. They are symbolic of the secrets of our subconsciousness. We may discover through union. We may discover they are symbolic. They are symbolic. to the secrets of our subconsciousness we may discover through union with our physical consciousness the southern oracle tells a trail that only a human boy must rename the empress to save her after they tell him the secret they begin disintegrating at this point the nothing has taken over most of fantasia Falcor takes a trail across the realm into the sea of possibilities. Falcor loses a trail in the storm and he awakens on an island beach amidst the sea of possibilities without his necklace on. In the meantime, Falcor is searching for him. The sea of possibility represents Bina or the abyss on the tree of life. The consciousness and possibility of all. The island is symbolic of Ketha on the tree of life. The only way to pass through or pass the test of the abyss and Bina is to, to dissolve one's own ego and merge with the all. To dissolve one's ego. And we got to get into what the ego represents man if you want to know about the con a little bit more about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind i would recommend to read a book by joseph murphy called the power of the subconscious mind now we're moving right along now at this point the nothing has almost completely devoured all of fantasia now remember a trail is on a mission to save fantasia and the empress now on the island a trail sees cave drawings remember when he went on the island he's seen all the different cave drawings and stuff of his past present and future now these drawings on the cave were actual drawings of his own self and his life and what he was going through in his present moment and in the future up to the point in where he was this cave these cave drawings of his past and his present represent the akashic records a location in the upper realms like a library of all the events thoughts and experiences of creation the akashic record is a realm in which we can all tap into Now, Trail looks at these drawings and he sees one of the evil, he sees one of the evil wolf. To make things worse, the evil wolf comes at, for, comes out of the cave, of this cave behind him. The wolf mocks and threatens a trail, but surprisingly gives him some helpful information. The evil wolf represents the devil tarot card. 
Summarized, it means that even evil is a tool of God to teach goodness. But evil for its own sake is destructive. The wolf says that he is the evil servant of the nothing and helps the nothing because weak minds are easy to control and dominate. He also informs a trail that Fantasia has no boundaries, which a trail must reach to find the human boy. Bastion needed to name. Now Bastion needs to name the Empress and it is made up by people's hopes and imaginations. Now the wolf, after saying all of that, leaps at a trail, but a trail stabs him in the heart with a sharp rock, killing him. Falco finds the necklace in the sea and saves Bastion just as the nothing destroys the island and everything else. Flying through space, a trail and Falcor search for the ivory tower, tower, and find it floating amidst the ruins of Fantasia and space. Everyone and everything has been absorbed by the nothing except the Empress and the ivory. The imp- now, the only ones who haven't been destroyed by the nothing are the Empress, the ivory tower, a trail, and Falcor. We meet the Empress. Now, remember, the Empress represents the soul. Soul can be destroyed. The ivory tower, subconscious mind, a trail, represents the conscious observer of the subconscious realms. And Falcor is his higher self. We meet the Empress for the first time inside her her chamber. She is a young girl adorned with a crown. Now, remember... Seems like our soul and the subconscious mind also always represents divine feminine femininity. She is a young girl adorned with a crown and her skin looks white. Her chamber is emblematical of the alchemist's bridal chamber where the union of male and female take place. The chamber is filled with light. And Falco waits outside, symbolizing the higher self cannot help at this point. Bastion, in his reality, realizes he knows the Empress's name and must call it out to save Fantasia. But he hesitates because his father criticized his imagination. Remember, the father in the beginning represents left brain, logical Rational. If it doesn't make rational, if if it's not rational or it doesn't make logical sense, it's it's bullshit. That's what the left brain, left brain. That's what his father represented. So now Bastion, in his reality, realizes he knows the Empress's name and must call it out to save Fantasia, but hesitates because his father criticized his imagination. Symbolic of mainstream belief against esoteric teachings. Now, if any of us believe, if any of us walk around right now in society, and say that, oh, I believe in extrasensory perception. I believe in telepathy. I believe in the astral body and the astral worlds, UFOs. You'll be looked at as crazy. Because, see, this is social engineering. 
dumbing you down and suppressing your power. Now, once Bastion gets enough courage, he screams out, Moon Child, the name, the new name of the Empress, after a screen of blackness, the camera zooms out, showing the Empress and Bastion amidst the darkness, and the Empress is holding a glowing grain of sand. This scene is symbolic of the union of male and female producing a child, the glowing grain of sand, or life. It also represents the union of the conscious and subconscious mind. Conscious mind representing the masculine aspect of oneself. Subconscious mind representing the feminine aspect of oneself. Now, and it represents the great work, the great alchemical work which is complete. The emperor says, in the beginning there was darkness. The first, the verse that's in Genesis and not Bible. Shh. Yeah. And she gives Bastion the grain of sand. He asks her if the whole journey was worthless and she responds it isn't and that only through wishing and this tiny grain of light can the universe be fashioned again? Spiritually, this is emblematical of awakening from his sleep and recreating reality through his memory and vision. This emotional scene is the crowning of the prince unto the father's throne. Bastion is told he has to rebuild Fantasia with his mind. And we know that from hermetic philosophy, the mind is all and the universe is mental. Next, we see Sebastian riding upon Falcor and the physical world. And they chase the same bullies that bullied him in the beginning of the movie. Remember what the bullies represented? The bullies represented his own ignorance, lust, and uncurbed passion. And now, instead of those vices ruling over him, he has gained mastery over his mind. And now he is in control. And he and they now next we see Bastion riding up on Falco in the physical world, and they chase the bullies into the same garbage dumpster. They threw Bastion in in the beginning of the movie. Bastion has become the esoteric magician. The controller of the elements, manipulator of reality. And possessor of the wisdom that thoughts and dreams must begin in the subconscious to manifest in the physical world. Now he can do anything and everything. The Never Ending Story is a classic and unvaluable film for both the occultist and the average person. The symbolism and storyline is so deep, insightful, and entertaining that it can be watched again and again without boredom or complete understanding of the symbolism thereof.
Now remember that when we watch these movies, remember Egyptian philosophy. Even in Egyptian philosophy, it is said that even the hieroglyphics in Egypt and all fables of and, and the mythology were invented to teach hermetic wisdom. The gods of ancient Kemet or Egypt were called netters, which means nat- which translates to nature. The natures are within our own selves. These natures are different thoughts, energies, personality types within our own selves. And we battle, we go through a battle within inwardly every day. It's called the hero's journey. 